Welcome back to the Fast Break, episode 141. And today we're going to be talking about the Kemba Walker to the Oklahoma City Thunder trade. So the details of the trade go as as follows. The Celtics pick up Al Horford and Moses Brown in a 2023 second-round pick. The Thunder get Kemba Walker, the 16th overall pick in this year's draft, in a 2025 second. So uh, Miles' reaction is the Thunder just did this for that first-round pick, and the Celtics want to get some veteran leadership uh, with a guy who knows Boston, Al Horford. What are your thoughts on this trade, Aaron? I think the Thunder know that Kemba Walker is an easier player to trade for assets than Al Horford is. The Celtics have experience with Al Horford. This is similar, in my opinion, to the Jazz trading back for Derek Favors after they traded him away. They lost him for a season. They realized what role he had on their team previously. They realized what they were missing. They knew he could fit well, and they got him back. Obviously, Al Horford's a little better, probably a lot better than Derek Favors. Uh, he hasn't had a great se- a couple seasons, but I think the, the Thunder know that they can trade Kemba Walker. I guess they also may have uh, aspired uh, – be aspiring to become the point guard rehabilitation team as they did with Chris Paul. Maybe they have some luck with that. Uh, obviously, uh, you uh, know Kemba Walker well at, with his time with the Hornets. So I'm not sure if you uh, have any thoughts of his particular future, but uh, Sam Preston. Yeah, I was going to mention. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Um, it was obvious once the trade happened that Thunder really have little intention of keeping him, although that's what I thought with the Thunder when they got Chris, uh, yep. when they got Chris Paul as well. Um, it just seems like it doesn't make sense. Their, their best player is a guard. Their second best player, which is probably Lou Dort, is also a guard. Um, so they don't need Kemba Walker there making – you probably know the deals of the, the contract deals, what, $35 million a year? It's, it's crazy, yeah. Um, but I, I also think some of – there's a lot of uh, – I would say opinions out there that Kemba Walker is washed. He's old. Um, he's aging. He's not the Kemba Walker he used to be, but he was a, he was an all-star starter two and three seasons ago. So I don't think he's that far off. He became, he was injured most of this year, was the third or fourth option in that Celtics team that underperformed. Um, I think if he ends up in the right spot, I'm not sure there's many right fits for him just because of the, the kind of player he is. I think he's similar to Kevin Love where he's a guy that, puts up really good numbers on a bad team like like he did with the Hornets for so long. Um, but I still think he can be a guy that can give you 22 a night and be the, the second star on a, on second second best player, second option on a playoff team that wins a series or two. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he had such a bad season with the Celtics. I think uh, he, he was kind of known as an Iron Man with the Hornets, if I remember that. I mean, he didn't get injured that much. He played the whole season taking that team to – uh, end of the playoffs making it every year but he missed so much last year and even when he played he he wasn't playing that well but I think that there is a market for Kemba Walker the teams with cap space like the Knicks or the Heat uh, they, they're definitely in need of a point guard uh, that's one position that both those teams need and those are the teams with the most cap space so they might be interested in taking a little extra salary even like both the LA teams they'd probably be interested in point guards no way they're paying Dennis Schroeder what he wants. He's $100 million for three years or four mm-hmm. years that he just recently asked. Like, that's insane. Uh, after he turned down, I think, three years 80 earlier in the season. Uh, the Clippers also don't really have a point guard. Reggie Jas- Jackson is going to be asking for a lot of money after his performance. So there, there's a market for Kemba Walker. I just uh, don't know exactly what role he's going to be able to have. Obviously, he's still starting level, but I'm not sure – how much of scoring threat he is. And I don't know how much these injuries are 
going to be part of his career? Like, is this a one season thing? Is this a one time thing? Or is this going to be a reoccurring part of who he is? Yeah, from an on-court standpoint, too, I'm not sure if the injuries affected this. Just watching, I for some reason, would end up watching lots of Celtics games towards the end of last season, or I guess still this season. Um, it seemed like he was settling a lot more than he did in his UConn days and his Hornets days. He was always a guy that uh, was known as a three-level scorer, could knock down outside shots pretty consistently, could score in the mid-range off the bounce, and could get to the hole against pretty much anybody anytime he wanted. Uh, it looked like this year he was less quick than we remembered, wasn't as confident in his handle against bigger defenders, and if he had any chance at a, at a three, he was taking it. It was shooting, uh, I'd say, probably around 30% from long distance this year, which is not what we remember him doing. So whether that was injuries or just the way he's changing his play style, I don't know. But to get back to that Kemba Walker we all want to see, I think he needs to not reinvent his game, but get back to the, but uh, just go back to his old ways per se. Yeah. I think uh, with this being Brad Stevens kind of first move, uh, it's interesting. I think we can talk about him later. It was going to be an episode on its own, but it's kind of been a little past that news. I think that him knowing the players on that team kind of adds a different perspective to being a GM. Like I think it's interesting to have your, coach go to a GM he obviously has personal interactions with all those players and training Kemba Walker immediately I mean Kemba Walker's obviously not like a locker room poison or anything but I think that it's an interesting take because Moses Brown is a player that will actually help them I mean Robert Williams was their starting center will probably still be their starting center but he's like six nine like he's a bam out of bio height but like not that good so I think that getting Moses Brown, who's a 7-2, big, back-to-the-basket center, it'll be an interesting look. I think the they're basically trading their 16th – they're basically picking Moses Brown with their 16th pick instead of using it, which I don't think is a terrible idea. I mean, Moses Brown is young, probably a better bet than taking, a, taking just a guess with a 16th pick. So I actually like what the Celtics did. I think they honestly won the trade, I think, the Thunder are happy to get the pick, maybe a little too hungry for picks. I was, I really actually like Moses Brown. I watched a couple Thunder games after he got pulled up from the G League. But, uh, yeah, I think it, it should be good for both teams, though, though I, I personally think the Celtics slightly won this trade. Yeah, I agree with that. I was just going to ask you who you thought won. I'd say Boston won as well, but I don't think it's uh, a big discretion. I think yeah. both teams got kind of what they wanted. Um, but Al Horford is uh, a player that ha- really has one fit, and the Celtics needed a guy that fit that, and uh, that that relationship seemed to mesh. So that uh, having a guy in a locker room with a new first-time head coach um, I, is liked, seemed to be well liked by Tatum and Brown, their two all-stars. Um, it looks like Boston could, and uh, quite frankly, should make a run to the top half of the East next year. Yeah, it was really disappointing what they did this year. Really surprising too. I, I'm not sure exactly what happened there obviously Kemba Walker definitely is a guy who needs the ball in his hands at least uh, that's the way he was playing last year Al Horford does not he's not a scorer so maybe this can open Tatum up a little more Uh, Jalen Brown had somewhat of a breakout season I believe they stole Fournier too who can uh, I don't know if he's really going to be able to play the point guard role but he's definitely going to be very helpful so I think both teams have bright futures we mentioned the Thunder a little more yesterday. I'm not sure exactly what their immediate plans are, but whether they keep Kemba Walker, or they try the Chris Paul route of trying. I mean, there's no way Kemba's an all-star, especially in the West, but I, I, who knows, I guess. Uh, I think they're just going to 
keep making little deals like this, although I guess it's a big deal. I can't ever remember having a trade like this in the middle of the playoffs. But, yeah, I think the Thunder have a lot of room to improve, but it's a good first step. Yeah, um, I agree. I think also we mentioned with the Al Horford not being a score first guy, they've still got Robert Williams there. And they've got a lot of guys in that starting rotation who are score first um, and don't do much defensively. So getting a guy like Al Horford who can rebound um, a solid uh, distributing big does pretty much everything you need on the court and can score his fair share too. He fits that team well. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, they know that's a fit. He's played for that team. Uh, will will be a different coach, uh, Ime Duku, uh, Duka, who I don't know much about. We might mention him a little uh, tomorrow or uh, whenever. Obviously, he knows him from the or uh, man, Jason Tatum and. Jalen Brown know him from the Team USA team. So uh, that could be a good coaching hire, I assume. I think Brad Stevens was a top five coach in the league probably, and I think Danny Ainge was a top five GM too. So this is a big shift where they're losing uh, people in their organization that were giving them greatness. And obviously they're trying to make a bit of a shift here, and uh, hopefully it works out for them after they had a bit of a down year. Yeah, I think even though you like, we all agree, Danny Ainge is a great GM and so, uh, Stevens is a great head coach. Sometimes needs to be a shift or a change in perspective and leadership. And I think they made the right move. You don't you don't want to lose a basketball mind like Stevens. And Ainge was obviously ready to retire. Just he'd been in that role for a long time. Um, and they get a young rising star uh, as described in the coaching game. Um, they they keep their their two core young talents. So I think this team's got a good uh, good future ahead of them. But uh, unless you have any last thoughts, I think we're good. Well, all I'm thinking is the Jazz GM just stepped down. Danny Ainge has Utah ties. You never know. So uh, That's definitely a possibility. I mean, he played for BYU. There has to be some connection there. I mean, it, it, coincidence, we'll see. Yeah, there's always always a chance. I guess we'll, maybe we'll cover that uh, in future episodes. But that's all we got for today. So thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.